So Christopher Laco is going to stick his head in here in just a second. He has been a very busy man, the very best at what he does, America's premier baseball last There you go, Lake. Go ahead and slide those headphones on there. Uh, Chris is the man, the best baseball SID in America, great bulldog. Uh, so what's happening today? Well, a little bit of everything. Uh, I heard there's a baseball game at Foley Field. There seems to be a different set of guys in different color uniforms than just the red and the black. So we got some blue bulldogs from uh, just up the road in Asheville. And an easy trip down for these guys at uh, Lake. Uh, here we go, the West Johnson era. We had our first pitch banquet uh, last weekend. I think a lot of excitement around the program. And one of the things – uh, our fans, we might not see that much of it this year, but a lot of improvements at Foley Field. In step one, just like with football and the, the west end zone, the recruiting lounge there, first for the players in recruiting, then we'll see a lot more amenities for our fans beginning next year. Jay Reed Parker, Director of Athletics, Josh Brooks, just doing a terrific, terrific job. there. One of the things we say about Josh, his background was in facilities, so he really recognizes the importance of that and, the, the new team meeting rooms and the locker rooms is great. And the stuff we're going to have for our fans coming up here in the near future at Foley Field is going to be outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to the casual fan, if you come into Foley Field, you may not recognize a lot of things that have already been done. As Jeff mentioned, the locker room and the team meeting room, that's not something that the a- average fans are going to see. But uh, they will notice uh, some additional work down the first baseline as far as uh, extra batting cages down there. Uh, along with the bullpen that you're used to seeing. Um, uh, one of the new things in the SEC ballparks, if you hadn't already had it, and uh, Georgia has added it, is the in-game pitch clock. So, you know, you used to have to look up at the scoreboard and see everything, but this uh, it helps uh, not only for the fans to be able to uh, central location, and that's just the clock there, but it's also helpful for the umpires too. But uh, And then all, all the electrical work uh, underneath uh, – the field to kind of get it ready for the next stage of the construction project. Uh, but the lights, uh, new LED lights, and uh, they'll have some colored lights too going uh, after home runs uh, that uh, we'll see once uh, we start playing a little later, uh, later first pitch times than, than perhaps today. Well, I haven't peeked at the lineup that you brought up here yet, but I'm going to guess Charlie Condon's in the lineup today. Let's talk about Charlie and Lake. We've seen so many of the great ones. You know, when I think about the, the, the turn of the century with Jeff Kepinger through Beckham and Poitras and Fields and Startup and on up through Kyle Farmer, uh, Charlie Condon, he's at the top of the list, and, and you start going back uh, way back you know, to players like Charlie Trippy. Billy Henderson, of course, Derek Lilliquist, Chris Carpenter, Don Perno, J.R. Showalter, Brian Jester, all the greats. Uh, Charlie's already on that list, and he has a chance uh, to go down as one of the very best, not just to play at Georgia, but to play in the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be recognized as not only the SEC Freshman of the Year. Uh, Jeff, I've got to take this call. I'm sorry. Yep, I'll be okay. right back. No problem. This is a busy banner. Here, hand me that sheet of paper while you're at it. Thank you, Lake. Listen, this man's – I mean, anytime. See, that's important when you just <laughs> jump right off an interview. How to take a call. He's a busy man. That's what happens when you're the busiest man here. It's like something the great Bill Shanks would do. Uh, and, again, Bill will be back with you uh, regular time from 3 to 7. But, again, mentioning with, with, with Charlie and Coach Johnson said, and, again, he was a pitching coach at LSU last year. They won the national championship. They had the pitcher of the year in Paul Skeens. 
they had the player of the year and Dylan Cruz. And he said he felt like Charlie was the second best right-handed hitter behind Dylan Cruz. And uh, when you look at the numbers, you know, Lake, as we were running through, uh, I, I get the new analytics and some of the new data, but he was top two, top five in the SEC in the numbers we grew up with. Homers, average, RBIs, runs scored. Uh, this guy is a legit dude, and what a great young man he is as well. Yeah, absolutely. Was super excited to get into uh, the business school last year towards the end of the year. Um, you know, he's a, he's a redshirt sophomore, so it's his third year here in Athens. But uh, tremendous character, a great, great family comes from. Uh, his parents say they try to go to as many games, and uh, they – they both went to school in the SEC, but they didn't go to Georgia. But uh, we're glad that uh, Charlie chose the red and black. And uh, one thing that uh, that Coach Johnson has alluded to, if you've listened to any of his interviews, is how they are helping Charlie and, and all these guys in trying to show some versatility. So in the fall, these guys played all over uh, to see, you know, they can mix and match. And, uh, and so today we're going to see Charlie Condon at third base. Uh, fans who, who came to the games last year, you know, they saw him play left. They saw him play right, saw him play first. But uh, basically in the fall, Charlie played everywhere except pitcher and catcher. And uh, that's not to say that he's going to play, you know, seven different positions this year. But uh, at the same time, you know, he's going to get drafted because of his bat. But also if you can show the professional scouts that uh, you have that versatility, uh, that's going to help your draft stock even more, and perhaps the team will look at you a little differently than just, hey, here's a slugger that we need to go get. And I think part of that, too, you're seeing different players in different spots because the key is, and I think if there's one thing, Wes being around the league for so long, and like you and I have talked about this, once you get into conference play, tryouts have got to be over. you got to know who your guys are and what spots they're in. So I've got 100 bucks in my wallet. i got 99 that says Charlie's going to be the first baseman when SEC play rolls around. <laughs> I mean, he, he and, and he should be, you know, unless we see something uh, completely great, uh, extraordinary happen here. But that is, I like what you're saying. That's a great point about showing different things for the scouts, but also just putting players in different positions and situations because once you get into that grind of the league, there's nothing like it. And, my friend, as we say, you got to know who your guys are at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that uh, this staff looked for once they got on board was trying to find a lot of players that did have flexibility in terms of uh, they went out and got some right-handed hitters, they got some left-handed hitters, and guys that could potentially play different positions. So just as you have the, the, the chess game when you bring in the lefty or the righty, you know, uh, Georgia can, can match that with a guy from the other side. Or if he's got, say, a really good slider, you know, you can bring in a hitter that uh, maybe a left-handed hitter that can, can handle that slider. And, and the same goes from the right side of the batter's box. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, the, these early part of the games before we get into SEC play is how much mixing and matching that we have uh, not only in the lineup but also on the mound. Uh, one one stat that uh, Wes uh, has talked about too is just uh, while we do have a lot of experienced pitchers, uh, a lot of these guys have not been in starting roles, and there's only four guys on the team that have ever thrown more than five innings in wow. a game. Wow. Uh, and one of them is Charlie Condon who will get the ball um, – Charlie Goldstein. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, yeah, Charlie Goldstein. Like, oh, my gosh. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie can pitch too now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Goldstein, he'll, he'll be the, uh, the starter today. 
But then you'll have Christian Barachna, who they added. Uh, uh, he just graduated from George Mason, and he's been exclusively a kind of a closer in his career, but they're going to kind of lengthen him out and try to make him a starter. And then uh, on Sunday, Leighton Finley will go, and, and he uh, was a, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, the closer towards the end of the year. So really good arms, but, uh, but a lot of options, and, and now's the time to see who can do what when you're, we're facing somebody else. Just a couple other things to touch on here, Lake, before I let you run. Uh, another big key is going to be – that group of sophomore pitchers, you mentioned Leighton Finley, Jarvis Evans, Colton Smith, those guys who got their feet wet a year ago. Uh, hopefully we'll get Matthew Hoskins back later this season. Uh, we saw a lot of good things and a lot of potential, but if this Georgia team's going to make a run into the postseason and hopefully all the way to the College World Series, Chris, in my opinion, I think that core of sophomore pitchers as a whole, that they're really going to have to make that jump and produce. And I've got confidence that they can. Yeah, absolutely. And you usually see that the biggest jump uh, in college, especially in the SEC, is from that freshman to sophomore year because now they figured it out. Now they've seen what it looks mm-hmm. like. They know how to take care of their bodies. You know, we've got nutrition uh, staff. We've got a great strength and conditioning staff. We've got mental health. I mean, everything is in place for these two guys to succeed. And, and uh, along with going to school and the academics, you know, they, they have learned after going through that first season it's like hey this is a grind I've got to be able to to be able to handle the workload both on and off the field I got to be able to take care of my body and uh, and if they want to play at the next level as most of these guys have dreams of playing professional baseball they know that they've got to uh, take care of, of everything that goes into uh, trying to be a successful student athlete well I've already begged the pardon for, for you me DJ uh, not just new faces uh, in the dugout there uh, with our fans. Uh, give us a couple of weeks here to learn all these new faces <laughs> and, and numbers because uh, this day and age in college athletics, there's that third piece to the recipe with the portal uh, to go along with your freshmen and your returnees and uh, a lot of talented uh, newcomers here. And I think that that's another part of, of what is going to make this fun, watching this team gel here in the early part of the season. Absolutely. And, and I'll give you one nugget that uh, you may not find in all the notes and everything, but – Charlie Goldstein, his roommate, is Dylan Goldstein. One of our new guys out of the portal came a slugger from FAU. Uh, They're not related, but they are roommates. So uh, don't call their place and ask for Goldstein because they'll be – both answering. I, I met Dylan at the bank and I said, hey, you Charlie's little brother, he kind of laughs. He's like, oh, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but they live together. Uh, mask infusion there. Like, I'm, I'm going to do, this is going to be fun. Hey, who do you think's good in the SEC? Well, we've only got eight of the top 15 and six of the top 10, five of the last six national champions, five different schools uh, go there. And of course, we've had, what, three SEC versus SEC in the last five years. The, the bottom line in this league, even the bad teams in this league are good, and you better be ready every weekend. Yeah, I, I think that there will be at least one SEC team uh, in that final College World Series. Uh, uh, the trendy pick, Wake Forest, because they were unbelievable last year, and they're even better this year, and they picked up Chase Burns, uh, Tennessee's top pitcher. And so, you know, I look for them to be in the mix too. And then uh, probably Oregon State, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, they uh, – you know, the Pac-12, they hung them out to dry, but they may have the last laugh uh, at the College World Series. So I think anybody in the SEC is capable of playing and winning the national championship. But if I had to pick two other teams to kind of keep an eye on, it would be Wake Forest and Oregon State. Yeah, that's why I joke. Yeah, the, the, the bad teams in the SEC are still top 40 of the country. There's just not an easy weekend. And, of course, uh, before you know it, it'll be conference action Laker, and we'll have to – 
bust out the parkas for that trip to Kentucky, yeah. where I'm sure it'll be snowing. Yeah, that that was a little too chilly for my liking. But uh, well, we had that, and then the football game up there in 22 was just uh, a lot of cold up yeah. in Lexington, my friend. Toboggan and gloves. That's well, not baseball weather. Well, Lake, uh, you are the very best at what you do, my friend. And uh, I guess you are heading into oh gosh, was this year number 31 for you as a uh, Georgia's Baseball Sports Information Director. The very best. Appreciate the time, and I know we'll uh, get you on the road again this year. Thank you, Uh, bud. Thank you.